but he's going to toss me. If he does, then fall right the way I taught you, and then get on him again. She paused. Don't you know how much it scares me to have you fall? But you love to ride, and it was your choice to compete in this show. I don't care whether you win or not, but you have to be prepared for anything that might happen. I know. Frankie's smile lit her face. And I will win. Just watch me. She kicked the Palomino and sent him galloping around the ring. She called back over her shoulder. But it would help if you told that to Darling. She looked so little on that horse, Grace thought in agony. Frankie was dressed in jeans and a red plaid shirt that made her curly dark hair tumbling out of her helmet look black in the sunlight. She was eight, but she'd always been small for her age, and she looked younger. She's only a kid, Grace. Charlie had come to stand beside her at the fence. Don't be so hard on her. I'd be hard on her if I let her go through life unprepared. She muttered a prayer beneath her breath as she saw Frankie start the approach to the barrier. I can't protect her all her life. What if I'm not around? She has to learn how to survive. Like you did? Like I did. Darling was almost on top of the barrier. Don't balk. Don't balk, boy. Take her over safely. Darling hesitated, then rose in the air and cleared the barrier. Hot dog! Grace jumped down from the fence as Frankie whooped with glee and then galloped toward her. I told you that you could do it. When Frankie slipped from the saddle, Grace picked her up and swung her in a circle. You're incredible. Yep. Frankie's grin lit her face. Maybe you're not the only horse whisperer in the family. She looked beyond Grace to Charlie. Hot stuff, huh? Charlie nodded. And I thought all that piano playing was ruining you for any decent job. His smile lit his sun-weathered face with slyness. I might even try to get you a summer job cleaning the stables over at Baker's Farm. I get enough of that here. She took Darling's reins and started leading him toward the gate. And you let me off for piano practice. I don't think Mr. Baker would do that. He likes hillbilly music. After you take care of Darling, shower and change your clothes, Grace said. We have to be at judo class in an hour. Right. Frankie took off her helmet and reached up to rumple her curly hair. And Robert promised to take us out for pizza afterward, Charlie. You're coming, aren't you? Wouldn't miss it, Charlie said. And if you make it all right with your mom, I'll even put Darlin' away for you. He grimaced. Never mind. I'm getting the evil eye for interfering with responsibility. She's like that. Frankie led Darling toward the stable. But I don't mind. I like making Darling comfortable. It sort of pays for all the fun he gives me. Like dumping you in the dirt. He didn't hurt me. Thank God, Grace murmured as she watched Frankie disappear into the stable. I nearly had a heart attack, Charlie. But you made her try again. Charlie nodded. I know. She has to learn to survive. And have a chance at winning. I won't have her beaten down. She tickles those keys pretty good. Not everybody has to compete in the ring. She's loved to ride ever since you and I taught her when she was three. The piano is her first love, and she's brilliant at it. But I'm not having her confined to practice in concert halls. Composing is fulfilling for her, too, and it doesn't expose her to all the hoopla connected with public life. She's going to have a normal, happy childhood. Or you'll blow everybody out of the water, he chuckled.
She is happy, Grace. Don't try so hard. You've done a great job raising her. We've done a great job raising her. She smiled at him. And every night I thank God for you, Charlie. A faint flush colored his lined cheeks, but his tone was rueful. I hope he's listening. I haven't done much worthwhile in my life, and I'm getting pretty old. I may need a few good marks in his book soon. Hey, you're only pushing eighty, and healthy as one of your horses. In this day and age, you've got a lot of good years left. That's true. He paused. But not one of them can be better than the last eight. Frankie's pretty special, and you've made me feel as if she belongs to me, too. She does. You know that. She frowned. You're very serious today. Something wrong? He shook his head. I got a little scared when Frankie took that jump. Made me start counting my blessings. I was remembering how things were before you showed up that day eight years ago. I was a crabby old bachelor with a horse farm that was going straight to hell. You changed everything for me. Yeah, I talked you into a job, moved in, and saddled you with a six-month-old baby. A colicky baby. Unlucky you didn't toss me out the first month. I was tempted. It took two months before I decided that even if I kicked you out, I was going to keep Frankie. In your dreams. It would have been pretty hard. His blue eyes were twinkling. Of course, I could have tried to find a bronc tough enough to bust you up a little, but I haven't seen a horse you couldn't break yet. Weird. Don't you start. Ever since Frankie saw that Horse Whisperer movie, she thinks I'm... I just talk to them, damn it. Nothing weird about that. And they understand. He held up his hand. I'm not accusing you of being a Dr. Doolittle. I've just never run across anyone like you. I love horses. Maybe they feel it and respond to it. It's as simple as that. There's nothing simple about you. You're tough as nails about everyone and everything but Frankie. You're crazy about the kid. Yet you let her take chances that most doting mothers would never do. Most doting mothers never had the experiences I did when I was growing up. If my father hadn't made sure I was able to survive, I wouldn't have made thirteen. Don't you think I want to wrap Frankie in cotton and never let her take a false step? But mistakes are how you learn and get stronger. I'll love her and protect her in the only way I know that works. Teaching her to protect herself. I don't suppose you'd care to tell me where you did grow up. I told you. I spent every summer on my grandfather's horse farm in Australia. And where did you spend the rest of the year? Charlie shrugged as he saw her expression close up. I didn't think so. But you usually don't talk about anything before that day you showed up on my doorstep. I thought I had a chance. It's not that I don't... It's better if you don't know anything about... She shook her head. It's not that I don't trust you, Charlie. I know. I'm just curious why you'd have to trust me to tell me what makes you tick. You know what makes me tick. He chuckled. Yeah, Frankie, I guess she's enough for anyone. He turned and headed for the barn. If I'm going to meet you for pizza, I better get to my chores. Robert and I are going to play a game of chess after we ship you and Frankie back to the farm. I'm going to beat him this time. He's really better at judo and other martial arts than he is at board games. An unusual man, Robert. He glanced back over his shoulder. And isn't it also unusual that he showed up in town and opened that martial arts studio only a few months after you came? Not particularly. The town didn't have any kind of martial arts center. 
It was just good business. Charlie nodded. Guess it's all in the way you look at it. See you tonight. She gazed after him as he headed for the barn. In spite of his years, his step was still springy and his wiry body appeared as strong as that of a much younger man. She never thought of Charlie as aging, and it troubled her to hear him talk about it. She'd never heard him talk about age or dying before. He always lived in the moment, and these days they were all good moments for all of them. It's going to rain. Grace lifted her head to the night sky. She and Robert Blockman had stopped outside in the parking lot to wait for Charlie and Frankie, who were finishing their game of pool in the recreation room that adjoined the pizzeria. I can feel it coming. The weatherman says it's supposed to be dry as a bone for the next couple days. Robert leaned on the door of his SUV. August is usually a dry month. It's going to rain tonight, she repeated. Robert chuckled. I know. Who cares what the weatherman says? You can feel it. You and your horses. They're probably spooked, too. I'm not spooked. I like the rain. She was watching Frankie queuing up through the glass window. So does Frankie. Sometimes we go riding together in the rain. Not me. I'm like a cat. I like to be dry and cozy inside a house when it's wet. She smiled. He more resembled a bear than a cat, she thought. Robert was in his late forties, but he was big and burly with close-cut dark hair and irregular features that included a humped nose that had been broken sometime in the past. She always told him that he looked more like a prize fighter than a martial arts instructor. Oh, I think you could survive a patch of rough weather. How's your week gone, Robert? Any new customers? A couple.